ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly. It's week seven. Today is October the 12th. Uh, I'm your host, Will Chambers. Tyler Walgie to the left, as always. Hello, William. And guess who's back? Producer Smitty, back in the back in the uh, Woos Media studio. Say hello. How you going, mates? He's alive, folks. He's- Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sure. He may have been on a respirator for two weeks, but he <laughs> is back. I'm, we're kidding. We're kidding, of course. Smitty was fine. Obviously, he wasn't sick. We were just, we're being very safe here. We're a, a bunch of, you know, we're safe people. What's the song, Welcome Back? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. There's a couple. I think there was a rap song that got sampled by that. I want to say it's Mace. Ooh. Is that Mace? Mace redid it. I think we're a little too young to know who did it. Yeah, you know, our era was what? Like uh, like Nelly, Country Grammar, like... We're, this uh, is like a real-life whodunit right now. We're I, trying to figure out I know out Mace did it. a Welcome Back song, didn't they? Yeah, he did, yeah. He welcome did. back. Okay. Welcome back. Do, do, do. That's the song that's playing for Smitty being back. Yes. And uh, we're happy to have him here. We got a good show. We're going to do some best bets, obviously. Go over some college football stuff. Tyler's got a list of movies for me to do an outdated movie review. Mm-hmm. We got a little buy low, sell high action for all you uh, stock fanatics out there. Except it won't be actual stock trading. And maybe. But best of all, stock in there. Saturday, I think, was the best week of football we've had yet. Yeah. Uh, upsets. We had uh, like some top 10 matchups. Close games, wild finishes. Smitty came over uh, and watched some football with me in the morning. Nice. He saw my battle station, which Smitty, get, I just want your honest review here of the battle station. Yeah, I want to hear about this. Well, we had ourselves a little mandate. We did. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was, was fun. But, uh, I cooked you eggs. You cooked me eggs, so. sausage, <laughs> and toast. <laughs> the, to be honest, Alyssa, who was sick, and yes, I am alive, obviously. Uh, thank you, Will, for th- th- those last couple weeks. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was great. Um, you're you're tucked back in a little in your own little nook. Yep, got the game nook. Got got the game nook. We four had, screens. We had four screens. It was it, it it brought it brought me back to my early days. To be honest with you, that's right. That sounds like a day right there. Now now. I like the review. I like the review, the setup, but really what everyone cares about, how were the eggs? How was the breakfast, right? It, be honest here. Be yes, honest. Be honest. 100% honest? Yeah. Fantastic. Ah, okay. To be honest with you. Like, right. like I, That's I, right. I, when he said that he usually makes fried eggs, he had sausage, he had toast, I was like, okay, okay, let, let, let's, let's, right. see, let's see what he pulls That's out. standard. And then cream of the crop. <laughs> Cream yeah, of the crop. He offers me hot sauce, and I'm like, oh, I'm all over okay. it, baby. See, I thought you were going to pull a Gordon Ramsay. It's fucking terrible, mate. It's, it's fu- what is this? It's raw. <laughs> Get it's out of my kitchen. <laughs> um, no, yeah, we, we, we had some eggs. We had uh, some. The games were awesome. We needed all four screens. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we he left before the night games, which I feel like we should start with it. We always start with it when it works in your favor. I got the bet board victory finally. He got it. Finally. Yes, he did. He did. So mm-hmm. now it's three and three and one. Tower still got a two game lead, but I finally notched one with Clemson taking down Miami. And uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Tyler. But um, Clemson is just still on in a you know they're on the the top level of college football with you know maybe two or three other teams. And I don't I don't even think this is about Miami being bad. I don't think Miami fans should be like bummed out. You know, it's just it was kind of ridiculous to expect them 
to in just one year with a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback just be on the same level as Clemson. Well, you know? I-, I was completely off of that handicap. I'm going to give you some credit where credit's due. What I always like to say is, look, sometimes you get a handicap way wrong and you happen to win the game, right? It's like if you spend all this time doing all this homework or someone could say, I like their jerseys, I'm going to pick them, right? Obviously, right. we don't do that. But my point is the, the the result of the game doesn't always define how good the handicap was. In this case, Clemson was the right side. If these teams played 10 times, Clemson wins nine. I think if they played next week, what did the, what did the line close at? Which one? Uh, Clemson, Miami, 15? Uh, 15, yeah. yeah. If they played next week, it'd be closer to, to, to 18, to yeah. 20, you know? And, and that's because the market would, would adjust because I was wrong about Clemson being that half step down. That was the whole part of my handicap. So I got to give you credit where it's due. Nice job there. Clemson gets the easy cover. Yeah, they came out hot. And I think that I think the biggest thing was just like Dabo Swinney and his coaching staff you know they love these big primetime moments. I think that's when they shine the best. And to have a top ten matchup in primetime, and I think game day was there. I don't really know. I haven't been watching much game I day mean, since. There's aside no crowds from all that stuff, though, how up they get for those games? Right. Like they're yeah, still just the better exactly. side. Exactly. Yeah. They were much it's better. Maybe I was a little too high on Miami. So I will pull the happy Gilmore and tell you, you were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. That's right. You're very good looking. Also I'm true. not attractive at all. Yeah. So don't you know what you are? Is that how the movie fellow. goes, or does he go? It's something like I'm that. average at best, or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> it's a Happy Gilmore. You don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's where he's apologizing to, to Chubbs. Chubbs. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I was. You were right. I was wrong. So there you go. Well, thank Will. you. Thank now, you. Now, now, four games in the books. Three and one. You got your win. I got so, <laughs> so enjoy <now>. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only one. Well, you know what? It was one of my few wins. I did not have a good the picks I gave out, I went three and five. So, you know, maybe now the smart move is to tell all the listeners to just start fading my picks. No. And you can make a ton of money, they right? They missed the opportunity to do that because <laughs> now you're gonna start hitting a stride. That's right? probably you're true. You're not gonna go forty percent for the season. I'm thirteen and seventeen. I'm four games behind uh five hundred. Uh, I got the numbers back here on the message board. I'm tracking each week. I went three and five. What's the percentage there? 43%. Wait, 13? No, no, no. 13 divided by 30. You got to add oh, 17 yeah, yeah. and 13. Right, up. right, right. Yep. So 43%. So not great. But, uh, you know, I do feel like a couple of those, like that Louisville game, for instance. Um, uh, Louisville's dead to me. <laughs> Smitty's laughing. Smitty's laughing because we talked about this. I, I, I just want to, sorry to interrupt. I just want to say that being over at your house on Saturday, uh-huh. it was one of the most painful things I've ever <laughs> witnessed. Just like, were you watching him unravel? No, so, well, 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 so we we know how you hate the parlays. Yeah, and it was just parlay after parlay, <laughs> just, getting blown just, up, just, dude. Just nose getting diving. blown up. Yep. It was it was it, it it was sad, but it was kind of funny. At the can same can time. I clarify for the audience and for you guys? Yes, just because. A parlay is made a lot of times by squares. Doesn't actually necessarily mean parlays are always bad bets. So right. keep that in mind if you're listening. But 98 times out of 100, they are. Because right. people just like to bet a little bit to win a lot. Yeah, so. I know that you do the occasional parlay. But uh, uh, your, well, your beef with it is like just that. different stuff. But yeah, I mean, well, Louisville was Friday night. So like that was like two parlays blown up right there before I even got to the Saturday games. <laughs> and what pissed me off the most about that game is that they had three fumbles and they dominated the first half based off of every stat except for turnovers. And then Georgia Tech just let loose in the second half yeah, and no, ended up beating by like 20. And, but but the, the second half, they didn't have any turnovers, did they? They had one. Louisville did have one. But the, know, the, the, the fumbles early killed them. And, uh, and, you know, look, credit to Georgia Tech. 
and this Louisville defense is terrible. I just get so blinded by their offense. Like I just love their weapons on offense so much between Tutu Atwell and JV and Hawkins and and obviously uh, Malik Cunningham. I just, those guys are so much fun to watch, and I'm tired of it. And they're dead to me. And, and it took it took everything for me because they've now burned me on three bets this year. And let me tell you something. I wanted to pick them this week as a 15 and a half point underdog against Notre Dame, but I'm not going to. And this will be the week they cover. But uh, but no, I, they're dead to me. And guess what? They're not the only team that's dead to me. Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, dead to oh, me. Oh no, you're dead. <laughs> uh, LSU, dead to me. Every time I pick these guys, they've lost. And it's and we should probably talk about Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, biggest overreaction ever from week one. No, no, no. Uh, I think this team is going to be just fine. Mike Leach, oh. do you want to want to let everyone know what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he came out. Obviously, they lose to Kentucky. I think it was twenty-two to two. Is that what the final score was? Something like twenty-four-two, twenty-two-two. I'll get it right now. Um, yeah, and I mean two points. We're talking about a Mike Leach offense that didn't get in the end zone. They got they got a safety. They threw it seventy times and got zero touchdowns. But they outgained again. If you look at the yards and the yards per play and right. everything else except for turnovers, turnovers do matter. But you're right. They, they, I mean, I get it. But like like at this point, what confidence do we have in uh, in KJ Costello? Not turning no, the ball over. None, but I'm not sure they're going to go with him. And they were playing the musical chairs with at quarterback. Right. I mean, it was... Well, sorry, yeah. So what, what Leach said was... 24-2. Okay, 24-2. So Mike Leach said uh, after the game that, that he may have to purge some players that he referred to as malcontents from the roster. That's that sounds like typical Mike Leach. He said it this does before. Sound like typical if, Mike Leach. I mean, I heard him say this a couple of years ago at Washington State when yeah. he had been there for. Did he call his six, offensive lineman like fat, lazy, stupid, yes, or something yes. like that? And, and <laughs> I don't blame him. I mean, there's a lot of players on that roster. He's new to that roster, right? These guys are new to him. He's new to them. Yeah. He wants some some. He wants a bunch of guys who are going to go out there and fight every down, no matter what the score is. And that takes a couple of years of recruiting in there. Now, in terms of the purging people away, I don't blame him one bit. I saw some people. Quit Quitting on the sidelines. I saw some people, you know, yeah. in terms of the, the 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 players on Mississippi State, ready to go. It seemed like it, it started to rain in the fourth quarter. They were shivering on the sidelines. It's like I, I don't blame him. I don't know if he's going to make a change of quarterback. I would if I were him, right? You don't have many years with KJ Costello left. Got some young quarterbacks in there. Make yeah. the change now. And KJ Costello, I was wrong about this. I mean, he came from Stanford, so we can assume. He's a more heady quarterback. Maybe that's just me. He was like being... a five-star recruit out of high school, I think. Right, right. But but the fact that he went to Stanford, maybe I'm like giving him too much credit for being one of these smart like brainy, guy. smart guy quarterbacks. And he isn't making a whole lot of decisions where it's just like drop back, make the pass, drop back, make the pass. Like he's thinking too much. But at the same time, I heard. Uh, did you guys have the sound on for that game, the Mississippi State game? Uh, no, I don't think we had. We, 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 were, we were flipping. So yeah. the announcers kept talking about, which I agree with that the receivers were not helping them them out at all in terms of the quarterbacks. Right. Like, for instance, in that kind of an offense, when the defense is running zone, right, which Kentucky was doing a lot, yeah. it's on the receivers to find soft spots in the defense, right? If you're running a drag route, you don't just run a 100%. You right. find the soft spot and wait for the pass. KJ Costello was putting the ball where it was supposed to be, and those receivers were out there just going 100%, which is not right. what you're supposed to do. So, you know, I think there was a lot that goes into the four interceptions, by the way. Uh, tipped pass in the end zone. 
a defensive end coming off and picking off a, uh, a tunnel screen. Okay. I mean, these are ridiculous interceptions that are hard to recreate. Right. I mean, you know, it's it, not it, just it, like Costello throwing exactly. into coverage so, and stuff. I so guess. if he does decide to go back to KJ Costello, I don't blame him. If he does decide to make the change, I don't blame him. Get who who needs to be off the roster, you know, out of there. And I think Mississippi State's going to be not just fine moving forward, but they're going to be much better than a lot of people think. Yeah, I mean... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Smith. Sorry, sorry, just to play devil's advocate, what do you think about the fit with Costello and Leach? In terms of what? Oh, oh, oh like how they mesh together? Well, so, so, so he originally went to Stanford. Stanford's usually, you know, power eye. Pro you know, style. You, you yeah. run, it, run it down your throat. Um, and, and maybe you could clarify for me, how did Costello go to to Mississippi State, follow Leach well, with, 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 with no... It was a grad transfer. He graduated gotcha. from, okay. from, okay. Uh, from Stanford. Oh, yeah, open transfer, grad transfer. Um, he, he, and Mike Leach had a business pitch to a lot of these guys. Okay, look, we'll talk about two people. KJ Costello. He went to KJ Costello and said, look, this is a business decision. If you come with me, you're going to throw the football 50, 60 times a game. You're going to get these stats up, and you're going to be able to be drafted in the NFL higher than you would have before. So, KJ Costello... May not be the type of quarterback to throw 60 times a game. Again, I don't think it was all... I think we may be overreacting with that, but in terms of the fit, I think Mike Leach needs uh, more of a... Uh, a uh, Gardner uh, Minshew with a mustache type guy? Yeah, I, I wanted to say field general, but I just I just think like <laughs> big arm, you know? A Walgy mustache type there of guy? There we go. He needs that... A- that is a Mike Leach quarterback right there, That's no doubt. Gross. Well, like I, so, sorry. Well, well, I was just going to give my other example. So that happened with KJ Costello, and it also happened with uh, Kylan Hill, the running back. He was he had actually already declared for the draft. Mike Leach went to him and said, "Hey, we know you can rush. He he led the SEC last year in rushing yards, but." We're throwing so much out of the backfield. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, why he got drafted so high, he could catch out of the backfield. Wait, so, sorry, isn't doesn't Kylan Hill play at Texas A&M? Or no. Do they have a running back? No, it's Mississippi State. Yeah, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. so, so Kylan Hill led the team in catches. 15 catches last time, 80 yards. So, again, Mike Leach is telling these guys, business decision. If you want to help your draft stock, I can help you with that. It's working for Kylan Hill. It's not working for KJ Costello. But in terms of the fit, I think that... As long as he goes with KJ, I think that KJ is going to look just fine in the next couple weeks. Sure, it's first year too. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I look the the comments about his players. I don't like it, but that is Leach. Leach has done this before. He just doesn't strike me as like a players' coach. He's like a coach where it's like it's my way or the highway, you know. Like I don't. He's never the kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not saying that he's that he's like mean to his players or whatever. But like, there are certain coaches that would just never like drag their players in the media. And and my guess is that. Is that there's going to be a lot of guys in that team, and you know maybe it's right, and he he is talking about purging the the roster, and maybe it's a good thing. But I just feel like the, I I'm worried about the if he's going to lose the, the locker room of this team. I don't think that's a, that's a concern at all. I have zero percent concern, not even one percent. I mean, look, do you think that Mike my, my, again? This is classic Mike Leach, right? Yeah. I strongly believe he's not telling his locker room what he's telling the media. And I think he tells his guys in the locker room, look, the media is this, the media is that, or they think that you guys are a whole bunch of whatever. We're going to let them know, right? And he's probably saying in the locker room too, if you guys aren't willing to step up, we're going to get rid of you. So He's definitely saying that, yeah. So if there's guys who are... You guys have all been on a team before. We know how team sports work. Every player in the locker room knows who's bought in and who hasn't bought in. And the guys who have bought in... They don't care. They're like, yeah, we want to win too. We want to, you know, not necessarily purge because they, they're probably friends, so on and so forth. Right. I don't think he's going to lose the, the locker room at all. Okay, I hope so. Um, sticking in the SEC East for news, Nick Saban saying that uh, 
that he thinks that Lane Kiffin stole his signals. <laughs> this is the biggest hunk of shit I think I've ever heard out of Nick Saban, which is surprising because he's not normally the kind of coach to – like I've never heard him claim something like this, but it's like he stole your signals. So what does that mean? Does that mean that Saban – or that, that Kiffin was there four years ago and he knows the signals and Saban hasn't changed him in four years? I mean, how, like stealing signals is all part of the game, right? Teams are constantly trying to do that. Yeah. And so I'm sorry that your offense or that your defense got – gashed and that Ole Miss had what like 600 yards of offense on you but like for, for them to claim for for Saban to say this that that that's why his defense played so bad I thought it was ridiculous I mean yeah how many, how many Saban coordinators now are in the SEC or go to his other rival schools and I just don't get it and also Lane Kiffin clapped back on Twitter and said hey just so you know uh since we run tempo like we call our plays first like we get the play in, <laughs> and then we see what the defense is, and we might make an adjustment. But half the time, we're snapping the ball before they're even set. So no, we're not stealing your signals. I think this is ridiculous. I mean, look, if they did steal the signals, good for them, right? And and, and if there's a something that hasn't been changed in several years, that's on Alabama. That's on Nick Saban. Yeah. like you said, it's part of the game. You know, I grew up in baseball. We're anything short of banging a a, a, a trash can. trash can <laughs> in the dugout was okay. So yeah. I'm totally fine with this. If you don't like it, change your signals. How hard is it to steal signals in Seriously? college yeah. football? What are, what, do you think Lane mo- Kiffin? Mo- most of the time, especially, especially offensively. I know Saban was talking about defense yeah. primarily, right? Yeah. Um, like especially off offense, they're holding up signs with like the Muppet Babies in, <laughs> in like the state of right. Texas. It's yeah. Like, how how do you decipher those? You get things? you get a navy a naval code breaker on your on your sideline, and he right. and he cracks the code. <laughs> it's the Enigma machine. Um. Yeah. Seriously, I have no idea how you would go about that unless you had like a mole on the other team, I suppose. But mole. I just thought that that Kiffin Kiffin called a uh, Kiffin called a great game. So it's Alabama won 63-48, and that game was super exciting. I'm all in on, on Ole Miss this year. Uh, I love that Lane Kiffin is there. He called a, a great game plan, and it seemed like if, if they had just gotten that onside kick, the trick onside they ran where the, the kicker grabbed it before 10 yards and then bobbled it, if he had got fallen on that and then Ole Miss scores and gets ahead seven, I think they had a real chance at winning that game. I love Ole Miss. I love Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think this team. Look, uh, Lane Kiffin's gotten a bad rap for a lot of his career. You know. Yeah. I, did you shit on me last year for saying he was a better coach than a lot of people have said? Or were I you on my? No, I, I, I don't know. That I, no, no, I didn't. I, I, I've always thought he's a good coach. All I was saying is that a lot of the hate, like not all of it, but a lot of the hate that he's gotten is a little deserved, just because like he was kind of a kind of a shithead in the NFL. Well, you're that's you're all. a big personality guy, right? I am. Yeah, that's why you don't like LeBron James. That's why. <laughs> no, but, but that's we're okay. not talking about the yes. But that's fine. No, to, yeah. to each his own. Yeah. It, but but that's the thing is that sort of stuff it just doesn't bother me for some reason you know yeah. I, don't, I don't care if, if, if people act like that and i actually find it i like the guy i think he's I a too. little misunderstood and i think he's a hell of a football coach so yeah me Ole too miss you talk about the next five ten years you know we're gonna play uh, uh buy low sell high and right. actually they're not on my list but if we're talking about 10 years in the future as long as they keep him happy and he keeps recruiting, I mean, they're going to sure, be man. really, really good. I, I have faith in them. Yeah, he's he's a he's an awesome recruiter. He's he's going to do well there. And like, I don't even care about years from now. They're one and two, but I'm not sure that there's another team in the SEC I want to watch play every Saturday more than Ole Miss. Like, yeah, Alabama's great, 
But you know that basically every Ole Miss game is going to be a shootout. It's going to have State. a ton of offense. Mississippi State. No way, man. <laughs> Two points? Come on. Ole Miss put up 48 on Alabama. You talk about buying low? Just wait. Just wait. You can't <laughs> buy any lower than State right now, can you? You know, what's funny is uh, is that you, you brought up LeBron James, and I am a LeBron hater, and I just really didn't want to acknowledge that they won a cha- the Lakers won a championship Good because championship. Uh, it's an asterisk. It doesn't count. So, um. And if he would have <laughs> lost, that's not an asterisk. Yeah. yeah, so I just want to – you and I talked about this yesterday, <laughs> Tyler. Um, is, is Well, are you I, changing the basketball subject? I wanted to go on the NBA Finals for a while. Who cares? <laughs> Thank you. Good hey. job, Smitty. Um, hey. I, I just want just, to – just because we talked about it yesterday is, mm. is, you know, these – it's just like Bill Belichick disciples how these coaches really perform well when they have experience with that other coach. Yeah. So I think Saban having experience with Lane Kiffin, it's just like Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia or Bill O'Brien. They've always had good games with them. So they know each other's dirty secrets. 21 and 0 against former coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's certainly. that's certainly He's got another one coming yeah. up this weekend. Can we talk so. about LeBron in the game and everything? No. I mean, no. We man. can't. This is college football weekly. <laughs> no, honestly, look, I'm never going to say he's not a great player. I just I hate no. the Lakers and I'm not I a fan. I want to give him, Will some a little bit of credit cuz what a lot of people say about LeBron James is the only reason he's not good is because of all of his loss in the finals. That's not really your thing. You just think that he's no. pompous, that he's yeah, I just, self-inflated. I don't even know. Th- I mean, he's, yes, yeah, and I don't think he's a bad guy, and we don't have to spend all, a lot of time on this. But I, my main thing is I've hated the, I hated the Lakers way before I hated or way before like way before LeBron got there, and I, I was never a big LeBron guy. And I think LeBron's great. I still think Jordan's better, but whatever. That's up. That's a debate at this point, and that's fine. But no, um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, yeah. But, I love Jordan, but I, like even it's, uh, people act like it's such a slight to say that LeBron's like the second best <laughs> player of all time, and no. I don't think that's a big deal. No, exactly. You know? I, I think that uh, he deserved it, he earned it. it. But you know, you know what I, I love, and by the way, people love this. LeBron's clickbait. You know, <laughs> this is word bait. Uh, I, Nick Wright for uh, Fox Sports One. Uh, I retweeted uh, one of his <laughs> tweets on uh, he's such on a, my pod. Such a stan. He's so right. He goes, Jimmy Butler, although he was. Elite, great, historically good through the entire playoffs, elevated a team far past where they were supposed to be because he lost in the finals, that now hurts his career. That hurts his legacy because that's the rules with LeBron. That's what LeBron's done his whole career. Is <laughs> I can't fi- stand Nick Wright, first of all, but whatever. Right. Yeah, he's just a, uh, he, he's a LeBron like fanboy. I'm like... I honestly, I don't know what it is. Me and my girlfriend watch uh, like uh, Survivor, a bunch of different shows, uh-huh. and there's people who are easy <laughs> to hate on that show, and I'm like... I just, I'm a lover, man. I love everybody. Like, I can't think of anyone who That's I just cool. like hate in the media or like anything I like think that, Nick, right? I think Nick Wright's smart, but like, yeah, I, I feel like his he stakes his whole career just on like being well, a Will's LeBron a hater, fan. man. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Ryan's guy, Ryan doesn't watch the NBA, so he's got nothing to say. No, yeah, I, I could care less. He, he was it, glued it, to the... Did, did, you, did you listen to that uh, post-game interview with LeBron? This is why I don't like LeBron. Uh-uh. Um, he was saying how... Um, the Lakers deserve more respect. A bunch of the, the organization, the teammates, yes. and then he ended it with himself saying, "I deserve more I, respect." He does. He said, "I want Absolutely. my damn respect, dude." Yeah. He gets respect. If from you everyone. don't know your self worth in this world, everybody, I'm talking to you. That's it's you insane. fight for yourself. If yeah. you're not gonna fight for yourself, who the hell is? Yeah. Even LeBron haters respect him. It's the stupidest thing ever. To be like, I want my damn respect. It's like, dude, you're LeBron James. LeBron, chill out. You see why I have to go over the top, Ryan? You see why I have to? 
Come over the top for LeBron. He's Will has boy. made me more of a LeBron fan than I would have ever been with You're a Bron sexual. That's what we call people like this. <laughs> He's a Bron sexual. That's the term for you. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, back to college football. Yes. Enough with this garbage. <laughs> um, last piece of news, Gary Patterson. This actually happened last week, but it was after we recorded, and it was after TCU had beaten Texas, and Gary Patterson, the head coach of TCU, said that he he's mad that the Big 12 is judged off of just Oklahoma and Texas being good or bad, and he doesn't want the Big 12 to be judged off more teams. And I think that he should just shut up. I think shut up, Gary Patterson, because you can whine all you want about it, but Oklahoma is the class of the Big 12. And even though Texas hasn't been uh, as successful as Oklahoma when on the field, those are the brands of the Big 12. It's not exclusive to the Big 12 either. The Pac-12 has USC and Oregon. People judge the, the conference off of those teams. The Big 10 does it with Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, when people think Big 12, they think Oklahoma and Texas. They don't think TCU. TCU hasn't even been in the Big 12 for a decade, and they're whining about other teams getting the spotlight. So, like, it's just dumb. Do something about it. Gary Patterson, you've got three good seasons in the eight you've been in the Big 12, and the other five were seven wins or less, uh, and they only have four more wins over eight years than Texas. So I'm sorry that that Gary Patterson feels like TCU is the little brother and that they're the little brother the little brother program, and no one ever cares about TCU as they much as they do about you know OU and Texas. Just like go cry, man. Like just shut up. Yeah, I've got a little life lesson here for Gary Patterson. That's how the world works. Yeah, thank you. Okay, when people evaluate certain things, right? When uh, the pandemic started and everyone saw Amazon sales go up, that's the way they talked about, right? Amazon sales are up. It's not eBay or Alibaba, which is uh, uh, kind of along the line. You guys know Alibaba? Yeah. Yeah, it's along the lines, right? Uh, when, when they talk about online viewership is up, right? It's YouTube. It's not you now. When right. you talk about something and when you generalize, you're always going to talk about the top of the field. So if TCU doesn't like it, don't lose it home to Kansas State yeah, as a 10-point favorite. Thank you. So. Yeah, for sure. That was my little Were you on that, by the way? Kansas State? Yep. Well, you gave out that I was the best bet yes, last sir. week, so I jumped on it too. Yes. Boom. I took that. Uh, awesome, awesome. And uh, also, uh, this came out just today, Oklahoma State and Baylor, which was supposed to be played this weekend is postponed until December 12th. Damn it. Baylor's got, uh, um, I think, a, a few positive tests, and so they're going to postpone that game. It's going to be December 12th. on their way to a Big 12 title. Uh, quick recap of last week. When you're games. recapping, I'm going to get some more coffee real yeah, quick. I'll be back in a coffee. minute. Uh, the Georgia-Tennessee game. Georgia dominated Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee scored on the very first play. Because uh, this was, I think, this was right after you left. You weren't you weren't here for that game, were you, Smitty? No, I don't, I don't think I was. Okay, so uh-uh. uh, Tennessee starts with the ball, or excuse me, Georgia starts with the ball. Very first play, a la the Denver Broncos Super Bowl against Seattle. The snap goes right over the quarterback's head oh, into really? the end zone, except Tennessee falls on it and they get a touchdown <laughs> on the very first play. So they're up seven nothing. Georgia outscores them forty four fourteen the rest of the way. They end up winning forty four twenty one. Texas A&M gets the big upset over Florida at home. Huge win for Jimbo Fisher. Well, we we, we, had, we that was one that I was over there yeah. for, and um, I, I just want to say Kellen Mond really changed my mind about because yeah. um, usually just comes up short. Yep, and I I think he played great. And and, and who was that received the 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 kid um, the dude that like broke his leg? Yeah, is, is Chapman. Last yeah, Chapman. Chapman. Yep. Yeah. So, or I don't had know if it's a great leg, game, but I think he's got a season-ending injury. Uh, mm-hmm. But he did have a great game before that. Yep, that was a good one. Uh, let's see. Notre Dame beat Florida State. Did not cover. Fuckers. Um, that was another bet I made. 
North Carolina got the cover against Virginia Tech. North Carolina finally got the explosion of offense that we talked about last week. 56 points. That was huge. Auburn, man. Auburn, Auburn, uh, you weren't, I think that game was later in the day. Um, Auburn should have lost this game to Arkansas. So they were driving late and they went to spike it to, to uh, kick a game winning field goal. And Bo Nix fumbled the snap, right? He bobbled the snap. And I guess the rule is, I didn't know this, but if you fumble the snap, you can no longer spike it. Like the spike has to yeah, come that's clean. Correct. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yep. So first he did that and then he spiked it. But not only did he spike it, he spiked it backwards. So it should have been a fumble. And actually, like there were a, there was a player on Auburn and on Arkansas that, that realized this and went after the ball live. And so the refs did call the penalty on the, on the illegal spike or whatever, but it should have been a fumble. And Arkansas oh. recovered it. Arkansas should have had the ball. They reviewed it and still didn't give it to him. It was a complete hack job by the SEC refs. And uh, and so they get the, Bo Nix gets the ball. They kick the field goal and win. Should have lost Arkansas. They should be one and two right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I that agree. rule. That's a crazy rule. Yeah. So so it, it almost seems like um like like even if you fumble the snap is is you not spike even spiking it backwards is that not well because if you spike I mean, so, it backwards that's a fumble that's a backwards pass but it's still. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I they, he, they did charge right. them the penalty for for uh, for the illegal spike. You like this? Oh, uh, the Harbaugh. Oh yeah, the Harbaugh bobblehead. Yeah, He's like here that. every week. Oh okay. <laughs> I got angry last year during the Wisconsin game. Oh. Um, his head comes right off. As it turns out, I didn't have a lot of faith in him that day. Uh, but we're back. Um, <laughs> we were talking about the Auburn Arkansas game. Auburn should have lost. The refs blew it. Uh, Arkansas should have gotten the fumble recovery but they ended up giving it to him anyway so auburn wins yeah. Sh- should be one and two right now it's weird and auburn. tyler how long is it going to take for you to admit the bonex sucks when when is that day going to come not not anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> he got outplayed by felipe franks okay oh my hey, goodness F- felipe franks uh first of all he should open up a hot dog stand okay? <laughs> yes he should <laughs> Felipe Franks. Felipe's Franks Felipe's is what, he, Franks. Should, is what he should call it. You are great with these. <laughs> you love alliterative businesses more than anyone in the whole world. Dude, he was at Miami when Miami Florida. was or uh, Florida when Florida was trash. If he was here this year, he would be putting up Kyle Trask numbers. He was at Florida last year. They were uh, trash last year. But but well no, they were they were, they were, like were trash. The, they were like six in the country. They were they trash. Lost they were trash LSU. when he was the quarterback, and then he got Wally Pipped. He got hurt, and Trask came in, and then Florida was okay, awesome. Maybe my idea for the hot dog stand was better than my actual yes, analysis. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Missouri beats LSU. LSU uh, now falls out of the top 25. First time they haven't been ranked in years. Uh, this LSU defense has given up points to everybody. Missouri was like, Smitty was watching this game. It was like every time you looked, Missouri was scoring like a 50-yard touchdown. Right. It was insane. Uh, Red River shootout was crazy. Texas didn't Red deserve River to be in Red River rivalry, that. Will. Yeah, sorry, sorry, PC. It's 2020. It's the Red River rivalry. Uh, also alliterative. Um Texas didn't even deserve to be in this game, and they went. They brought it all the way back to overtime, and uh, it goes to overtime, and they lose four uh, four overtimes. Yes, quadruple. I thought it was three. Nope, first quadruple overtime for both schools in the history of the school. I thought that was interesting. I'm like, how long have Oklahoma and Texas been playing quadruple overtime? Yes. Wait a minute, are you sure? I am, because I thought they only went for two the one time. I thought OU went for two. And then, and then uh, that was the time that. Well, will if you're because you have to go two, you have to go for two starting in the third overtime. There, there. I'm pretty sure there was a big penalty on one yep, of those four overtimes, dog. Two, no two way. point okay. conversions. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, that was crazy. 
And even though I felt like Texas didn't deserve to be in that, for them to come back late, uh, I mean, Smitty left when they were down like 14. I changed the channel. I, lo- I looked at my phone. And I saw they were only down seven. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And sure enough, Texas does it. Um, you know, both these teams feel like they're out for the Big Ten or Big 12 championship. Yeah, I think so too. Both was, with two losses. Yeah. Big 12, um, Big 12's down. Let's see. All right. That's all I got for uh, recap. So let's get into uh, Will's outdated well, movie let's review get section. To Will's movies. Tyler's got a uh, Tyler's got a list for me. So if you haven't, if you're new to the show, we've done this a lot with Tyler because uh, there's a lot of my favorite movies that he hasn't seen, and so we would do these outdated movie reviews where Tyler watches. And so now what we're gonna do is flip. We're gonna turn the table. And it's gonna we're gonna find a movie that I haven't seen from this list and make me watch it and review it next week. Exactly. This started last year because I don't watch movies. Will's a big movie guy, yes, so I it am. was tough for me to go back and find movies because I was like, he's probably seen that, probably seen that. <laughs> so I've got a nice little list here. Okay, okay. We'll go through them. If there's a tie or whatever, we'll see what Ryan thinks about some movies, okay. and then we'll see if he can even match my uh, my review skills. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you a review for, for the <laughs> ages, baby. All right. So now keep in mind, these aren't like some of these are really good, but others these aren't classic all time movies. These okay. are just pretty good movies that you should watch. Okay. Uh, the first is with uh, Tom Cruise, classic Scientologist, Minority Report. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. I, I, I know think, what it's about, kind of. I, I think that should be the watch. Now we'll go through some other movies, but I put that first on the list because. Um, not a lot of people have seen Minority Report, and I think it's one of the most underrated movies. Okay, um, it was a remake, wasn't it? I thought wasn't there an original, sure and that. then they remade it with Cruz. I'm not sure about that. Um, I I mean, that's all right. All right, uh, run run through a couple a couple others. Just Dazed and confused. Seen it. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Reservoir Dogs. Yes, seen it. Who have you? Yes, that's okay. Tarantino. Dog. Memento. No, actually, and that's Christopher Nolan movie I've always wanted to see. I love his movies. And I've uh, heard it's awesome. Yeah, Memento's really good. It's kind of confusing, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, okay. I, I don't think Minority Report's a remake. It says it's a half-baked sequel to something else. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Um, I don't know what I was thinking then. Uh, yeah, so let's There's just, The Minority Report, which came out in 1956. The Science Minority fiction Report. Model. Yeah, but there's like a bunch of bugs and stuff on the cover. It definitely sounds like a Tom Cruise movie to me. Um, yeah, well, let's do that. Let's do Minority Report. Okay, well, I had a couple more. Okay, all right, what else? Airplane. Have you seen oh, Airplane? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Classic. And then if he if he had seen all those... O.J. Simpson, am I right? The other four that I have, uh, Zach and Miri make a porno. I actually still have never seen it, no. The Interview with uh, Seth uh, Rogen? Nope, I haven't seen That's it. That's pretty good. Um, and then a brand new movie that came out this year, Hubie Halloween. It's it's a Adam Sandler movie. Hubie. Oh, this is one that's on Netflix. I've yeah, heard about yeah. it. Yeah, look... Adam Sandler, I'm going to steal Joe Rogan's explanation of Adam Sandler movies because I think okay. it's perfectly put. They Have you ever are, tried DMT? They are unapologetically <laughs> silly, right? Every one yeah, of them. of course. Unapologetically silly. A lot of people in their movie-making careers, if they got the backlash Adam Sandler would have, they would have tried to make other movies, prove to everyone that they can do serious stuff. It's right. like... He's never felt like doing that. He's always been his goofy self. Yeah, he, you know what you're getting with. Yeah, those exactly. Hubie Halloween. It's funny. It's light. It, it's it's Halloween season, so it's a good one too. But uh, so for all the listeners out there, I think you should watch it. But uh, what do we land on? Let's do Minority Report. Minority Report. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, sp- speaking of just a, a side note on Adam Sandler movies, he has done a couple where he plays like a serious role. Um, Click or yeah or did you ever see? It's actually it's it's a comedy, but it's like a like a like a dramedy, I guess you could say. It was funny people. I haven't seen that. Uh, it was it's really good. So he the the, the basic plot is he's this uh this famous he kind of plays like kind of himself. He's like a famous actor and comedian, and then he's diagnosed with cancer, 
and he like uh but but it, but no it's it like, like a real upper well it's 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 a judd apatow movie so like a lot of his movies like you know kind of like knocked up or whatever has these like really serious moments but just uh, like hilarious all the way through and funny people was like that you'd really like it do you guys, seth uh, rogan's in that do you guys want to hear my adam sandler impression yes you gotta close your eyes because you're looking at me i feel yeah, like a okay that's not great it's really it's really special so so how's that so so going down the adam sandler train just 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 to just to go with another movie um have you guys ever watched the wrong missy it's with david spade and lauren lapkus no i don't even know who lauren definitely suggested the wrong missy missy if it were Will's documentary, a story of Will's life, it'd be called The Wrong Hole. Uh, Lauren Lapkus <laughs> sounds like a porn name. Just uh, That's how I interpret that. Lauren Lapkus? I don't know. So we're getting here. Lauren Lapkus, The Wrong Hole. It's got a... <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Um, all right. So I'll, do my, I'll watch Minority Report this it. week. I and I'll give it. you my... I, I, know, I, I know the basic plot line. It's like they can... It's cops that can read people's minds and they arrest people for future crimes, kind of? Not exactly, but you're getting down some other okay. right path. All right. I'll let you go in fresh, right? It's like Frank Costanza. No! Yes. No! I want to go in fresh! Go in fresh. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the plot. Don't I don't care. Spoil. We're going fresh! Uh, okay, so I'll do that. Uh, let's do some buy low, sell high, yes. Tyler. Uh, so it's like stock trading, except it's for college football. So we're going to give uh, who we sell high on, who we buy low on right now. Tyler, give me one. I have three buy lows and one sell high. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my buy, my first buy low is the Big Ten. Okay. They haven't played a game yet. And because what's Are going on... Low? And because what's going on in the Big 12... Okay. I think that opens the gate for the Big Ten to have... A couple teams in the conversation for the college football playoff. They haven't done anything. Every team in the Big Ten is 0-0. So I look at that as buying low. They haven't played a game yet. I think the door's wide open for the Big Ten. Most talent, or if you look at the top of the conference, maybe the most talented conference uh, this year. You know, the ACC is doing very well. We know about the SEC. But I, I think the Big Ten's going to make some noise this year, and the Big 12 is allowing them to do so. Okay, mine is basically the same, except it's the Pac-12. Because I okay. think the Pac-12... You can get it at a much lower price than the Big Ten. You're and right. You're so right. You're buying lower than a lot I am. more value yes. there. Uh, and so, for the same reasons, I do think that the Big Twelve, we could see uh, even the top teams kind of. Uh, I call you H and R Chambers. That's right. Yep, I'm a day trader. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we could see the Big Twelve be out of the playoff discussion this year. Uh, I think we could see two SEC teams, you know, an ACC team or maybe a you know a Big Ten team. I, I think if there's going to be a year for the Pac-12 for a team like Southern Cal. Or Oregon to make it. I think this is the year for sure. Or Colorado. Yep. yep. Thank you. Definitely. Well, okay. I did say Pac-12. Did I not? They are included. <laughs> uh, shoulder to shoulder, baby. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. My next buy low. Okay. Mississippi State. I just said it. Oh, no boy. one in the country Properly valued. is giving these guys any credit right now. <laughs> Most people are, are, are selling yes. their stock with Mississippi right. State. Like you said earlier, that's when you buy. They can't get any lower than this. They can only go up. I trust Mike Leach. I trust the non-purgeable players. I will buy Mississippi State <laughs> non-purgeable, low. Non-purgeable, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I see, I don't know. I think that stock, you're right, it can only go up, but will it go up? That's <laughs> the question. Um, my next buy low uh, Iowa State, and yeah, they're ranked right now. I think they're ranked. Uh, let me bring up the. Uh, do we have the AP? I got it right here. AP rankings. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State is twentieth. They're three and one. They lost their first game to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, who are right behind them at twenty first. But since then, they're three and zero. They beat Oklahoma. Um, 
I think that this is actually my favorite to win the Big 12 right now. Wow. The Iowa State Cyclones. You look at their schedule remaining. Uh, at Oklahoma State, next, uh, not this week, but next week, that is a tough one. That one, I think that actually decides the winner of the Big 12. The rest of their schedule, at Kansas, Baylor at home, K-State at home, at Texas, West Virginia. I, I really think we could see Iowa State, if they can get past Oklahoma State, I think they could run the table. I think they win the Big 12. I like that, actually. You know, Iowa State's not a team that uh, uh, kind of pops out to a lot of people, and they're doing very well this year. Good yep. defense. You know, you look at the... The talent and the speed that Iowa State has, that's not something you typically associate with a Cyclone team. So yep. I, I actually like that pick a lot. Cyclones. Um, all right, let's get to my uh, sell high. Okay. Now, this comes with a tear. This comes with sadness, right? This isn't something I like to do, but I'm selling high fans and stadiums because oh. what we're seeing going on across the country, COVID is spiking once again, and coaches are wanting to fill these stadiums up more and more. So I think we're going to hit a tipping point where, unfortunately, hopefully not, hopefully I'm wrong here, but I think we're going to get closer and closer to the SEC and ACC, maybe even Big 12, saying no more no fans. More fans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it has been interesting to watch at, like, Georgia games, the Texas A&M game. You know, they're, they're clearly not at full capacity, but they're not at, like, 30% or whatever they're right. saying. Right. It's clearly more than that. It was loud at Texas A&M. Like, Kyle Field was getting up. Um Obviously, just from like a college football fan perspective, I'm sure we all agree it's it's better to see that and to hear oh, fans. For sure. But you're right. We've got safety concerns. I certainly hope that nothing comes of it and that everything ends up being fine, but that's smart play. Um, I'm selling high on Texas A&M. Okay, they got the big win over Florida, the upset victory, uh, first win versus a top five team at home in like 17 years, first big win for Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, and it was a great win, but... You look at the remainder of their schedule. They go at Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at South Carolina, at Tennessee, Ole Miss at home, LSU at home, at Auburn. That is a brutal schedule, even though Kellen Mond did play really well this week. And uh, <laughs> we got Layla Jones in the studio. Uh, <laughs> even though they they played well um, and it was a big win, and uh, I think Jimbo needed that win in order to kind of show what he can do there. Uh, I think the rest of the schedule is brutal, and I, I just don't see them having a shot at winning the uh, the SEC West. That's a good call. I only have one more by low, so if you got a couple okay. more, you can go. I just got I got one more sell high, and uh, Tyler. Mine has nothing to do with college football, so okay. you can go first. Okay, this one's going to be close to your heart, and you're going to be very upset with me. I am going to sell high on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oh, come on. Right now, they, are, they are ranked, let's see, they are top 10, are they not? They're number 7. They are unde Rightfully undefeated, three and zero. Right now, the favorite in the Big Twelve. But let's take a look at their schedule, shall we? We shall. Iowa State next week, then Texas at Kansas State at Oklahoma. Still a tough game for them. They haven't really gotten over Oklahoma recently. At TCU, at Baylor, a lot of road games remaining. I think that Oklahoma, even though they lost two in a row, they're a team that that can win without even figuring things out yet. And I think if they do figure things out, Oklahoma is going to be scary. I think that Oklahoma State, while I like them, I like a lot of their talent, I don't think that they're going to win the Big 12 this year. Undefeated. Undefeated. Yep. Okay. Well, you and I, we're going to see who ends up making more money off the market on this one, Tyler. Uh, my last buy low has yep. nothing to do with college football. We're going to go to entertainment here. Okay. Did you see Bill Burr hosted Saturday Night Live this weekend? I didn't watch it, but I've heard about it. I heard some Hysterical people are angry. Hysterical monologue. It was classic Bill Burr. Of course. I thought it was so funny, and people are trying to cancel him. People are freaking out. So his stock has dropped a little bit. I'm buying Bill Burr. I think the dude's not going anywhere. He's just getting going. He's acti actually acting in a few movies that are, are going to come out in the next few months. Yeah. 
people are hating Bill Burr, but I think it's just the the clan that likes to cancel everyone these days. I am buying low on Bill Burr. Yeah, oh. so so I I watched it as well. Oh, so and, funny! And it, it was it was hilarious, but. Didn't you kind of think, like, get, like, a cringy... Well, because the Saturday Night Live audience... They didn't know what to do. Well, his demographic, or the demographic he was making fun of, those are the people who are the ones who are there, right? All these... And he's not afraid. Exactly. And honestly, I think that people get uncomfortable when they hear the truth. That's old Billy Redface. Yeah. That's that's what he does. Yeah, he's great. Big fan of uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, all right, best bets. We got to wrap up the show uh, here there we go. with our best bets for week seven. I'm getting into the positive, I swear, people. Or you can fade all my picks and make a bunch of money. Who knows? We'll see. If you had been fading my picks, you'd be rich right now. But that, I think Tyler's right. This is when the regression starts to happen yes. all off for fading me. Yes. So uh, we're going to start. We got a Friday night game. BYU at Houston. I'm going to take the lead okay, on this take one. The lead, right? All right. Yes. All right. So. Uh, Will says it all the time. For those who don't know, I, I, I bet sports professionally. And um, in my entire career betting sports, I have never come across a trend as powerful as one that we can apply to this game. Now, to be clear, I'm not the biggest trend better. I think trends are for suckers, right? This team is 9-3. and three. It's last... 12 home games or this team is, you know, 10 and 2 the last 12 times they played Missouri whatever. I think trends are stupid. You have to look at each game individually. Who cares what happened the last couple times? I used to work with this uh, guy Clark uh, Clark Johnson at uh, my old radio station and he'd always say that. He always bet trends, right? Yeah. And then when he would inevitably lose, he'd go I can't believe if I would have made that bet 20 of the last 22 times I would have won <laughs> and I lost this time. It's like I don't like trends. But if you have a legitimate reason to apply logic to a trend and to see why something's happening, mm-hmm. then you can start betting these things. Okay. Spreads three points right now, by the way. Yes. BYU the three, three point road favorite. Yes. So here's something you're going to hear a lot of Houston has played one game. Yep. BYU has played four games. The average person, until I looked at this, this is how, until I did the homework on the stats, this is how I looked at it as well. I'm not saying this is a super square point of view. It's, the team who's played more is going to have the advantage, yep. right? Yep. That's actually not the case. And I think it has to do with getting film on your opponent. When your opponent gives you three, four games of film, and you have zero or one games of film, that is a massive disadvantage. I mean, coaches know how to break down what other teams do well. That's yep. why you give film on people. It's easy to stop. There have been 24 games this season that fall into this category. Teams who have played two, three, or four games against a team who has played zero or one games. Do you want to know what the against the spread record is with a team who has played more games, right? Two, three, or four games. They are in 24 matchups, four, 19, and one against the spread. And it's not just this year. You might say, okay, Tyler, COVID year, Things are weird. You know, you can't really take that into account. Fine. Let's throw this year out. Mm-hmm. Not including this 419-1. Yeah. Going back to the year 2000, teams who have played more games in this scenario are 43% against the spread. Guys, if you find a trend that's 57% winner against the spread and you can apply logic to it, I love this bet. I'm going Houston plus a three. I think they beat by beat uh, BYU outright. And I like the Cougars. I love their quarterback. I already won money on them. or uh, a bet board game on them this year. But we don't bet teams. We bet numbers. And in this case, we're betting a very powerful trend. I'll take Houston plus well, three. Well, which, which Cougars? Because they're both Cougars here. We're oh, that, du- that's right. Double Cougars. Yeah, we're going Houston Cat plus fight. a three. Houston plus three. 
uh, Houston plus three, and you could have gotten it at open four and a half. So okay. if you jumped on it early, that's why a lot of these people uh, bet it. I think for for these similar trends. But look, Houston's the home team. I think these teams are actually somewhat equal. There's no way Houston should be giving up any points at home. If anything, this should be closer to pick them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, look, I I looked at this. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't see that trend. I didn't take that into account. It's not crazy though. It is crazy. I mean, it's a powerful, and, powerful. And trend. BYU has been dominant, and so I don't doubt that the public's going to be all over them because they've had a bunch of dominant wins. Their la- their game on Saturday against uh, UTSA was not dominant, but before that, I mean, they were hammering teams. The defense has been really good, uh, especially against the run. But they haven't really played an offense with the explosive potential of Houston. Um, Houston had four games canceled before this one, so they yeah. finally got to play against Tulane. They looked good, but what what troubled me is that. Even though they scored a lot of points, they had five turnovers in that game against Tulane. Uh, I don't like that. I, the Houston D, it was solid against the run, but Tulane's two quarterbacks were able to complete a high percentage of their throws. I do think BYU is going to score on this team. And, uh, you know, with any Dana Holgerson offense, uh, you know, with Houston, I think we're going to see a lot of up-tempo and big plays from them too. Um, I th- But I think one of the bigger things for this is that this is one of two games that BYU has circled on their remaining schedule. It's this one, and then their last game is at Boise State. And if they win those two games, they're undefeated, and they and people are legitimately talking about them as a playoff dark horse right now. Um, I, the, you're right. The hype surrounding the BYU team and the fact that no one's talking about Houston does worry me. Uh, I don't doubt that the public betting is going to be all over BYU here, but I think I think this BYU team is much better coached. I've never been a big fan of Dana Holgerson in big games. Um, I'm uh, bet board. Bet board. Let's oh, do it. I'm taking we got Cougars a bet board. minus three. Yep. Ooh, we got a bet board game. Yeah, love let's it. Let's do it. Uh, Cougars minus three. Tyler's taking them plus three. So I love it. We're going back to the bet board. Uh, I love it. Next game up, Pittsburgh at Miami. Pittsburgh. They're three and two now. Two straight losses by just one point. Miami obviously got the doors blown off by Clemson last week. They're now three and one. Uh, how does Miami bounce back after this one? That's my biggest question. I don't think Miami is suddenly a bad team just because Clemson just beat the shit out of them because that's what Clemson d- will do to probably everyone minus like six or seven teams in the whole country. I really think that that's how good Clemson is. Um, but it does at least now show other teams how Miami can be beat. If you take away the run game from Miami and you force De'Ara King to beat you, uh, you know, Miami's offensive line really struggled to protect him last week. He was running for his life. He had a lot of errant throws. There were four sacks, and they got to fix that now because one thing Pitt is doing extremely well is sacking the quarterback. Through their, their five games, they have 24 sacks on the season. Wow. That's huge. Uh, Pitt has their own issues in protecting the quarterback as well, so I think Miami's going to be able to cause some havoc of their own and get after Kenny Pickett. But I think we see both teams turn the ball over here. I think we see a lot of sacks. Maybe you get a defensive touchdown on this one. The weather forecast is saying we might see some rain. I think this is a game where Miami could come out slow in the first half just because you know maybe the Clemson game broke their spirits, their high hopes of getting to the ACC championship game. And Pitt is hungry for a win. After you lose two games in a row by just one point, that's tough. Um I think the public is going to be all over Miami here, so I'm gonna. This is going to be mostly a fade against the public here. A ton of the money is coming in on Miami right now. I do hate picking Pat Narduzzi, but ten points is a lot. And here's the stat for you: Pat Narduzzi, uh, his last five years here at Pitt, he's fourteen and seven against the spread as a road underdog. I'm taking Pitt plus ten. 
He's going pit plus 10. This is a pass for me. Both teams in hangover situations, both tough losses last week, and you can define tough losses different ways, right? Miami kind of got blown out, and yep. Pitt lost last second to NC State, but I don't want to take either, either team here. Uh, 10 points is a lot, though, so yeah, I pass for me. Okay. Uh, next up, Auburn at South Carolina. First meeting between these two teams since 2014. SEC scheduling. I know. I, 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 it pisses me off every week I see this. Six years, and they're in the same conference. Uh Tigers, they're lucky to be 2-1 right now. Uh, Smitty and I talked about it earlier. Or are you getting coffee, Walge? The refs botched the ending. Arkansas, sh- Arkansas should have won that game. They should have won. Instead, Auburn benefits from a missed you know, uh, call, and they get the game-winning field goal. The Gamecocks got their first win of the season at Vandy last week. They're now 1-2. and two. This Auburn team, they're 1-2 and two against the spread. South Carolina, even though they're 1-2 and two, uh, straight up, they're 3-0 and oh against the spread. But has the market caught up to the Gamecocks yet? Um, sorry, just lost my spot here. That's okay. Um, I can I can play holding music. The USC, I got it. The USC, Da-da-da. the uh, South Carolina offense, they're balanced. They have a solid run game. Colin Hill, the quarterback, is operating efficiently. He's completing more than sixty percent of his throws. Quick question, Tyler. Do you like Colin Hill? How do you like this guy? Uh, medium, medium, medium. Rare. I was hoping I'd get you to say yes. You know why? why? He's a Colorado State transfer. I was trying to get a gotcha oh. moment because I know you hate the Rams. Yeah, no. one, one, he's a big no, Tyler, of course. Smarter than Big that University will. of Colorado fan. Uh, Bo Nix continues to look not good. He's barely completing over 50% of his throws. A lot of times it feels over like... 50. <laughs> a lot of the times it feels like his receivers just bail him out too. Like he's just throwing it inaccurately and his receivers come down with crazy catches uh the tigers they have kind of seemed to figure out their running game though last week they ran 42 times for 262 yards but i feel at some point when they need bo Nix to come through he's going to end up costing them the game oh i thought <laughs> that's not where i thought he was going with no that. no i i think it's inevitable at this point it hasn't cost them that yet but i do think it's coming i think these teams are evenly matched i really think that these are they should be this should be a pick em. and with south carolina being at home getting the points I'm going to take the home dog here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet on Bo Nix. I like the kid, and I like Auburn, but uh, I've been very hesitant in the way Auburn's come out this year. I was high on Auburn to start the year. I mean, I thought they had a chance to, you know, maybe be one of those years where they're competing with Alabama, but I don't think that's the case, and I'm just scared. I don't have faith in them on the road, and honestly, South Carolina's a team that I think that you talk about selling high, I think they've been pretty good so far, and and I think this could That's be a let- close ones, yeah, yeah. I think this could be a bit of a letdown. So I don't like either team here, but I'll slightly uh, lean towards uh, South Car- South Carolina. All right, next game up, uh, North Carolina on the road at Florida State. Current line is thirteen and a half. This one opened. Is it really? Yeah, it opened nine. North Carolina uh, now a thirteen and a half point favorite. Tar Heels moved up to number five in the uh, AP poll, which, by the way stupid that they're ahead of ohio state whatever i'll say it again but they are number five after a big win against virginia tech they had an explosion of points uh even though sam howell looked sharp and had three touchdowns the real story was the tar heels running game they had 400 yards on the ground five touchdowns um i said last week that the regular game week for north carolina would finally help get them into a rhythm and i think it did help and now this team is feeling really good on offense the north carolina defense was terrible virginia tech scored 45 points had 260 on the ground. Uh, I don't think we we see anything close to that, though, for Florida State. Their offensive line is, is a disaster. They started a new quarterback last week at Notre Dame, Jordan Travis. He, he subbed in for Justin Blackman, and it did kind of seem to spark something in the offense in the first half. They did score 35 points, but only seven in the second half. And a lot of the reason that Florida State got those early points 
was because uh, the Irish had a bunch of turnovers, giving Florida State good field position. Now that you know, you saw uh, Jordan Travis, the new quarterback, he came in, he struggled to complete passes. I think now that UNC's got some game tape on him, he's going to continue to struggle. You know, FSU, I, last week I, I bet against them blindly, just saying they're bad and they have to prove it to me. They did end up covering, but only by a few points, and Notre Dame had a fourth and goal situation at the end of the game that would have taken them over the edge. Um, I think this North Carolina team, you know, I don't like that the line has moved up to 13 and a half. I was lucky and I took them last night at 10, but I still like them here below two touchdowns over Florida State. So I'm taking North Carolina 13 and a half. So, so what you just did is tell everyone watching that you got a special number that they can't ever well, get again. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying other people should look for the, you should hunt these early lines for the same reason. I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm still going to take them 13 and a half, by the way, but I'm just saying you should you should look for these lines early because this is an incredible line movement. To open up nine and it's moved to 13 and a half, that's huge. Yeah, uh, Florida State is, you talk about a, a program that has completely gone the wrong direction and North Carolina is on the rise. I mean, I like what they're doing at UNC. Like you said, this is a ton of points. I don't do it confidently because 13 and a half. And, and there is a difference betting the NFL and betting college in terms of these big spreads, right? The NFL, they say, if you're going to cover a big spread, you have to get margin almost accidentally, right? The NFL is not a big run it up kind of a league. Right. The NCAA is built on running it up. Yeah. I mean, teams who... Style points. Exactly. That, that That's what it's all about. So I think North Carolina finds themselves in a very unique situation with a coach who's not in a unique situation. He's been through this before at Texas. Mac he understands Brown. how this works. Exactly, Mac Brown. Uh, so I'll go North Carolina. A lot okay. of points, but we'll go UNC. That is a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas. We got the Rebs. They almost took down Bama. They put up 650 yards in the process. I think that when people think about... Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they just think like throw, throw, throw. But you look at that Bama game and the season stats for Ole Miss, they're doing a lot of their damage on the ground. They ran the ball 57 times for 270 yards and four touchdowns against Alabama. They're averaging your four yards per carry on the season, you know, which I think just keeps the defense honest, opens up the RPO and passing game for Matt Corral, who had a great game against Alabama. Arkansas gave up a ton of rushing yards to Auburn last week. They're giving up four and a half yards per carry to opposing teams this season. The Hogs are going to be uh, very happy to finally play a defense like Ole Miss, though. That's for sure. This Ole Miss defense is terrible. Arkansas, they've been underrated this year. I mean, they're now 2-1 and one against the spread. They were double-digit underdogs the last two weeks. They won outright over Mississippi State. They should have won against Auburn. But I think the market has corrected here. I think that's why you see this line just 3.5. The total is huge. It's 71 points, which means they do expect a shootout. And I, I think that Ole Miss does find a way to pull off the road win and cover the three and a half points Ole Miss, here. Ole Miss for sure. I love Lane Kiffin. I just said, I think that this, this team, not just this year, but in the future, I mean, I, I am on Ole Miss. I'm a huge a huge supporter. And I think this may be, I'm, I may be with the squares here, right? I think that there's going to be a lot of people on Ole Miss. For sure. That doesn't matter for me, you know? Sometimes squares are right. And I'm going to yeah. go with in this game. Ole Miss minus three and a half. That seems very nice to me. Yeah, I mean, if Arkansas covers this one or, you know, gets a win at that point, you know, people need to be put on notice about quit doubting Arkansas here. They've been, they've been, I've been really impressed with them to be honest with you because they were one of the worst teams in the SEC for the last like five years, and now for them to be really competitive this year, it's nice to see. But um, this Ole Miss offense is just something else, man. Yeah, I think for sure. Score a lot of points. Ole Miss, uh, Texas A and M going on the road at Mississippi State. I think we're going to end up with a bet board bet Uh-oh. here, Tyler. Uh oh, because I know that your uh, your love for Mississippi State, you're buying them. I low. love Leach. The Aggies, they got the huge upset of Florida. Kellen Mond looked great. 
Um, the Bulldog offense came to a screeching halt, just two points against Kentucky on 70 throws. That's the most insane stat I've ever heard. Um, the A&M defense has certainly struggled against the pass. Uh, you know, but look at the teams they played, Alabama, Florida, and yet I'm not confident in Mississippi State here to be effective passing the ball. I'm just not. The blueprint is out on slowing down this attack. It's drop eight into zone coverage, force KJ Costello to beat you, and right now he's just flat out not doing it. And you're right. Maybe we see a different quarterback, but the fact that Costello diced up the LSU defense, which we now know anyone can do, uh, you know, Missouri did that just last week, and now he's got nine interceptions on he the year. He sliced him. He diced him. He sliced and diced That's him. That's why and now I call he's him got OJ. Nine <laughs> the juice, uh, nine interceptions so far for Costello. They gave up the ball six times against Kentucky. Uh, I think you add in the mental aspect. We talked about it earlier. A&M's feeling great after the big win. Things are moving in a positive direction. Players are buying in for Jimbo Fisher. Meanwhile, Mike Leach is throwing his players under the bus. They went from being the hottest team after week one to being a laughingstock that can't score any points on offense. Um, I just don't know how much fight you're going to get from these Mississippi State players right now. The line jumped up a ton. The betting public's going to be all over A&M for sure, and that worries me, and I think that's why I'm suspecting Tyler is going to be on Mississippi State here, but it's not enough to keep me away. I'm, I'm laying the six and a half here with A&M. Will we do not have a bet board oh, game? Look, and this is a good lesson. Just because ball. I'm buying Mississippi State low and I think they're going to be fine this season doesn't mean you blindly take them every game. And if I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, I'm not going to put them on the bet board. I think Texas A&M is a very good team. They've showed it time and time again, and honestly, you talk about someone that... A lot of the college football nation, right, still has yet to buy in fully on Jimbo Fisher and, and Texas A&M. I think this is a very, very good football team. So I'll take them on the road. Mississippi State has a lot of kinks to work out. I'm not on them this game. Okay, fair enough. Bummer. I was really hoping I could take <laughs> you on that one. Um, Georgia, this is the last game, biggest game of the week for sure. We got number two versus number three. Georgia going on the road at Alabama. Easily the best matchup. I'm going to say it again because it needs to be said. SEC scheduling is fucking stupid. Look at the game history between these teams, right? They've played now uh, th- three times, four times since 2012. None of them have been – or sorry, only one of them was regular season. They played in 2015. The last time they played in Tuscaloosa was 2007. It's so It's been weird. 13 years. It's that's so bizarre. That's so stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm so upset with – with the SEC for not getting on board with nine conference game schedule, you know, uh, br- bring that in. You'll see much more uh, interconference play here. We'd be able to see this game more often. And yeah, we've seen it in the SEC championship game, but it's just it pisses me off. So I just had to say it again. Um, <laughs> Alabama's insane offense against what looks like is pro- it's probably going to be the best defense in the country with Georgia right now. Uh, the Bulldogs spotted Tennessee seven points in the first play and then went on to outscore them 44-14 to 14 the rest of the way last week. Um, their defense has been insane, but if, I think if there's one thing we've seen over the last few years, it's that even the best defenses can just get torn apart by truly elite offenses in today's era of college football. And yet, the total is only 56 points. And that means with the spread, the bookmakers are projecting Alabama to score about 30 points here, which I think would be a, a major What win. do you have for the spread? Major uh, six. Or, or, so actually, it was four when I, you know, this this line has moved a lot. So I guess if Alabama is favored by six, that means they've now projected to score like thirty-two. Well, still like yeah. that, right uh, around thirty. Yeah. I think that'd be a big win for Georgia. Um, Georgia obviously has the better defense, but Alabama's averaging more than one hundred and thirty yards per game more than Georgia. I think this will be a close game for at least three quarters. 
uh, a lot of familiarity between the coaches. Obviously, Kirby Smart came from Saban staff at Alabama. Um, could be a bit of a toss-up, but once again, recent history has shown that the team with the explosive offense that has proven time and time again they can score against anybody is the one that usually comes out on top. Bama has won five straight against Georgia, including two SEC championship games and a national championship game. That means that Saban knows how to win against them in the biggest moments. And I, you know, I think that Mac Jones, it, he, it, people talk about him like a, he's a game manager, but this dude is making crazy good throws. This guy's draft stock has got to be skyrocketing right now. All the talent on Alabama's offense and Georgia's offense is solid. I think they'll score here, but I just don't know that they can keep up. And I think that if it comes down to you know late. Uh, fourth quarter, you know, can Alabama drive down and win the game by a touchdown? That's what I'm going to take. So I'm taking the tide here, uh, six points. Yeah, I, we only going to have one bedboard game this week. <sighs> I thought that you were going to be on Georgia. I like Alabama as well for several reasons. I think that game last week against Ole Miss was a wake-up call. Nick Saban, when he's talking about Lane Kiffin stealing signs and all that, <laughs> you can guarantee one thing. He's pissed off, right? He's going to go into this week hungry and this team is not going to make the same mistakes they made last week i think alabama proves a point yep i like the minus six for sure and the over by the way has jumped from 56 and a half to 59 yep. so uh almost uh, makes me want to jump on the over but i'm gonna just maybe avoid that for now but taking the tide here minus there the six go. love it uh any other games you wanted to add tyler no i don't have any others you know that's gonna do it for this week nice week coming up nice uh chunk of games yep. obviously the vanderbilt uh Missouri game canceled. Yeah, oh, that's right. That one canceled yeah, too. Yeah, so, you know, the SEC going through some cancellations. But uh, overall, I don't have anything else. Should be a good week. Cool. Can't wait to watch uh, Minority Report and uh, hopefully yes. get some solid. Can't wait to hear what you say. Some solid. I'm excited about it. I love it, that so. movie. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at CFB Weekly. Subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, at CFB Weekly. Tyler's Twitter is at Tyler Walge, W-A-L-J-E. Smitty's Twitter is at Woo's Producer. I'm at Will Chambers CFB. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>